everybody, and welcome to episode 23 of the Cinefessions podcast. I am one of your three hosts. My name is Brandon Chowan, and we have Ash Collins, and officially the Sensate Lovecast is over because we have Chris Ranson returning this week. Chris, we Yay! missed you last week. How are you? I'm good. Good. How about you, Ash? How are, th- how are you? I'm tuned. Too bad. Excellent. So, Chris... Yes. What did you uh what did you end up doing this last week? I went to see a play. Our our one friend got us tickets because he runs the theater. Okay. And so we saw Peter and the Starcatcher, which is based off of a book series, which I've read, and I never saw the play, but I have friends who saw the play in um New York and loved it. Yeah. So I was like, free. I, I love free. I'll <laughs> I'll go to that. So it was really good. I and, and I told him, you know. It's really surprised by the quality of acting in it. Yeah. Because, I mean, I've only seen plays in, like, New York and London. So, oh, okay. So seeing something that's not, like, you know, big production. But, I mean, there were some really talented people in it. I mean, it, it, is this, a, this is a professional theater still, right? Yeah. Okay. But it's not, like, a touring group. Gotcha. Yeah. So it's not, like, those $90, like, Book of Mormon tour tickets. Right, right. You know, my expectations were lowered, mm-hmm. and then I was pleasantly mm-hmm. surprised by it all. Mm-hmm. So that's what I ended up doing, and then had a wedding on the actual day that you guys recorded, which I know you were like, 10 a.m., so early, why would they do it? Mm-hmm. Well, it turns out that they had met on 10-15-2010, so <laughs> the wedding started at 10-15 in 10 seconds. And so obviously you don't want to have it at night. Right. Who, who's going to go to like an, a 10 o'clock wedding? Yeah. So they had it in the morning. <laughs> That's crazy. So there you go. Well, now we know. But yeah, good times. It was fun. It was nice. I got really drunk. So yay. At, you know, 10 o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. I think I had I'd like, expect nothing less from you. I know. I had like 10 mimosas, some champagne, and like four rum and cokes. Wow. And I was feeling good. That's about what he had at the uh, ear wedding, actually. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, I was good because I had to drive for right. ear wedding. So I had like five beers. <laughs> Liar. Liar. That's more than I had. <laughs> That's lies. All lies. <laughs> but then, um, see, I can't my my week it seems so weird having like a week off because like i did stuff but i can't remember everything i did right um i know i played tony hawk mm. oh that's, that's right i didn't talk about that last week good yeah so we can talk about that now so i forgot if you did or if we talked about it like the week before no it, it's very it's ugly it's not it's not a pretty game and it, it felt second nature just to hop right into it mm-hmm because I would just be like, oh, I can collect all these letters, I can do the quick combo, I can grab all these tapes that are in obvious locations. I mean, that part was cool. The music, kind of crappy. The the stomping being attached to the grind button, <laughs> like, destroyed numerous combos for me. I don't... I, I was reading, watching a YouTube video about how bad the game was, and people were... That guy was complaining about that too, but I had zero problems with it. Like I think it's natural, because when I want when I hit that button, I'm gonna I'm dropping down whether I'm dropping down to to a you know a rail or a curb that I want to grind. It just felt natural that that should be that button. I don't know. It, but if you're if no you're problem. near the rail, 
sometimes he stomps instead of actually getting I, on the rail. I, I never noticed that problem. Uh, I had it a lot. Yeah. And then the physics are just hysterically bad. Like you tumble and like the world might as well be exploding around you because you're like rolling and flipping through the air and it just had me laughing. But. And that's another thing. I saw it in a lot of the videos, but I've only I only saw it in person maybe once or twice. I saw it happen while I was playing. And I mean, I played I probably put in maybe I don't know, 4 hours, 5 hours. What? How far did you get? Um, maybe not that long then. I don't know. I mean, I like completed the first level fully mm-hmm. and was going through the second level and I was having a hell of a time. Um, I don't think I got past that though. But I did like the whole all the tutorial missions and everything like that. Yeah, I did the tutorial too. For, like, but I was refresher. like free skating a lot of it too. I was I spent a good fucking hour, hour and a half trying to just get the combo letters in the second in the second stage. Oh, so the first part of that combo is easy. Yeah, because but it was getting up on that roof. Mm-hmm. So, so I would just not start the combo, and I would try ramping up and figuring out how to. Because basically, you need to do the. It's not a grind, but it's you're grinding on the ground. A manual, yeah. Yeah. So you have to just do that, and then pray that when you hop, <laughs> that you land on the thing. Yeah. But it didn't take me too long. I was actually surprised because when I looked at it, I'm like, "This looks like a bad idea." Mm-hmm. Like, but uh, I finished. I I got gathered all the collectibles in that, and that's when I stopped. I didn't play anymore. Yeah. And then I had like rented it a few times, but didn't play it. Um. I I broke my first PlayStation 4 controller yesterday. Yeah. Woo. I mean, it still kind of worked. It just the the touchpad didn't work anymore. Mm-hmm. And I mean, there's a giant crack down the middle of the entire yes, from, thing from oh. folding it in half with your bare hands. Yeah, I know. No, I was like, <laughs> well, here, here was my thing. So I'm playing Super Meat Boy yeah. on the PlayStation 4 because my game. my P- PS Plus was going to end, and I'm like. <sighs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to beat it again. Like, I beat it on the 360. And, I don't know, you know how the fuck you would beat that game. It is just ridiculous. I beat it on the 360. And I remember distinctively playing it and going, this game is hard, but these controls are so precise. Yeah. That it's... Any death is my own fault. Right. And I, and I beat it in, like, a single sitting. This fucking game has the sloppiest controls on the PS4. <laughs> like, it's so, it's so unresponsive. And granted, my R1 button has been broken for like ever like yeah. basically since i got the system mm-hmm. like it sticks and it's a little soft and the new controller i just got it's it's normal and i'm like oh this is so weird having like a normal r1 button but um yeah. and my x button was a little wonky so the mechanics felt off and the controls are just a little sloppier so for a game that's based entirely on precision jumping it completely Fucks it all up. Right. So something that's easy becomes hard. Mm-hmm. But I finally did it before my controller completely stopped working. I mean, it still worked. I just couldn't move. I could kind of sort of use up and down on the analog stick when I tried out a Uncharted collection. Mm-hmm. But it was like stuttering and it wasn't pretty. So hmm. got a new controller. I mean, those yeah, so, things are expensive. So tell me about your scheme, your controller well, scheme. I, uh, well, I just I understand. Well, I bought a used one. Okay. And then the serial number just peels off. Is there a serial number on the controller itself? Yep. There's one on the back. Oh. So I just swapped those, placed it back in the bag, 
So I'm going to return and go, you know, because they keep it behind the counter, so you don't even get to look at it. Right. So and I'm going to return to a store that doesn't have any in stock. Oh, okay. And then just get my money back. And then worst case scenario, they give me another controller. And then I got two controllers for $52. <laughs> so, nice. so I mean, it, it's, it's win-win for me. I'd prefer, you know, the cheaper route and got a you know, controller for free. Right. But, I mean, that's, I'm sure it's like illegal or something. It's, sh- it's a little shady, but I don't care <laughs> enough. Yeah, that's for sure. Um, um, I broke, I broke a controller. I, I went out and bought a second controller. Um, and it was like brand new. The person had like left the store and opened it or I don't, he probably stole it or whatever. And then just sliced the, the sticker open and then brought it into GameStop and, re- and, uh, um, traded it in and it was a brand new controller, but they were selling it for the used price. So I bought that and then came home and I was playing Madden later on that day and my fucking controller got destroyed because I was pissed the fuck off. <laughs> And, uh, so the day I bought a new controller, I fucking destroyed my old one. So it worked out, but I still only have one controller for the fucking system. I'll see. I would have returned the broken one. I know, but the broken one was literally in pieces. (laughs) Cause once it, I like was like squeezing it and it snapped like yours did. And I got so pissed. I just slammed that fucker on the ground and like, (laughs) I think I actually threw it down my staircase and that fucker shattered. I couldn't find all the pieces. Yeah. That's how you do it. I don't know how you two are so abusive to your controllers. Like mine's still pristine. Okay, like the only well, the only reason that you wouldn't know that it's or that you would know that it's like not brand new is that there's a little bit of dust on it, and that's it. Mine like wow. Like I, I I've been the way since I was a kid. My Nintendo controllers could take a fucking beating, man. I still have the original controller that came with my PS1, and the fucking thing works. So I don't know what the uh, hell these two are doing here. Oh, man. The only controller that's original for me is my PlayStation 3 controller. Yeah, I have my original PS3 controller as well. The, I still it. have the, the other controllers that came with the N64. The only one that doesn't work was the but, one that came with it, because that system was actually for our son. And he beat the hell out of it, but <laughs> he was a lot younger then. So, But yeah. yeah. I got rid of all my over, uh, like vintage systems, so I don't have any of those anymore. And actually, I'm lying. The PS3 controller, because didn't they change it? It was like the something else, and then it became the DualShock, or the yeah, DualShock they, 3. They added the DualShock 3 later. That's the one I have. I got rid of the older, other ones, because I didn't hmm. have the... That's the interesting, because I think mine's a... Maybe I ended up buying two. Yeah. Or maybe I, I don't have a DualShock. <laughs> Speaking of the PS3, I'm just, we're going off on tangents here, but my PS3 is dead basically at this point like it won't read any discs so i tried um uh, watching some youtube videos on how to open it up because i I saw somebody retweeted something about their um it was like a kotaku article about uh this person opened up their ps3 and it was just filthy on the inside like disgustingly dirty i was like you know what mine's probably like that so i'm gonna open it up and see so i went to the store and had to buy like that stupid torque bit whatever the hell it is Mm-hmm. And I finally got the sticker off the side and I got it open and mine looked fucking brand new. And I've had it since 2000, whatever, what year did they come out? I don't even know, like but I had six it six years ago, seven, seven yeah, years ago. Since it came out and uh, it looks, it looks brand fucking new in there. And I have animals and I have dust galore, but it looked really good. And uh, so I couldn't even get, like I didn't um, continue opening trying to open the cd-rom because i was watching the youtube videos and it just don't look anything i would it looked like i would fuck it up if i opened it up so i just said fuck it i'm just this is junk at this point 
Yeah, I have to do that with my PS2 every once in a while. I have to open it up, clean the lens to get it yeah. three discs. That's what I never wanted to do PS2, that. Yeah, my PS2 is like uh, not a launch system, but a year after launch, I think. The PS2. Okay. Mine's the backwards compatible PS3 with like all the USB ports and everything in the front. That's um, why I didn't want to get rid of it. But yeah, that I yeah because that's what I had. And my roommate stole it. Fucking yeah. asshole. Nope. So now I have like the slim one. Oh, okay. With yeah, the I got I, top. I got rid of all my PS3 games and all my PS2 games. The only one I still have is Final Fantasy X because Bridget's like, you can't get rid of it. <laughs> you could and just get the PS4 version. Though. I know. That's what I yeah. said. Because the PS4 version comes with both games. Yeah, 10 and 10 too. And the unreleased mm-hmm. content we never got for 10. Wow. What? Look at that. I forgot about that one. I think I had that for PS3 because it came out for PS3 also, right? Yes. Yeah. It came out first. Yeah. That's well, what I had second. it for. And so I didn't, I forgot all about the PS4 one because I owned it on PS3, there but I got rid of that too because it didn't work. <laughs> what else? Did I, oh, I played the new Transformers game, which I know Ash loved. I was bored by it and I went through and once I beat it because it, it is short. I was like, I want to know how long this actually took me to beat it. Because it gives you times at the end of like each mission mm-hmm. or each chapter. And there's seven chapters. And I rounded them all up. To be fair, I rounded them all up. I wasn't going to go up and down. And I didn't want right. to go into like adding the seconds in and trying to figure that shit out. Because I was like, fuck that. <laughs> That's too much work. But it was like, I can't remember. It turned out to be like two hours and 17 minutes. Oh, wow. Of playtime. I'm like, uh, wow. But, now, Ash, is he accurate <laughs> when he says that you quote unquote loved it? Yeah, I did. Okay. I, I loved it with a caveat. See, I loved it because that was the original Gen 1 cartoon. <laughs> if you don't like the original Gen 1 cartoon, or if you're not familiar with it, I, and you get it, I, if you've watched the Michael Bay movies or like Transformers Prime, I, and some of the cast is the same, and it's the general just as so Autobots versus Decepticons, and they use some of the same plot points. Um, but it's it's basically a love letter to the Gen One cartoon, so I loved it for that. Okay, is your review live yet? Uh, probably not. Okay, I submitted it a couple days ago, but there was like a whole backlog of stuff before it. So gotcha. Excellent. Um, Go ahead. The other other thing I've been playing is Rock Band 4. Yeah. Which I like it, and I hate it, and then I like it, and I hate it. <laughs> um, so I wanted to get the one with the adapter, because I had mm-hmm. to go Xbox One, because all my DLC is on the, or on the 360. So it would be stupid to get, because I already have an Xbox One, so I didn't buy one just for this. But I may have kept it <laughs> just for this. Right. And, uh... The Xbox One requires this adapter to use your old instruments, but apparently it doesn't, it'll accept any USB microphone or headset for vocals. And that's like my, my go-to anyways. Like I play guitar just when my voice hurts. <laughs> so I go, you know, opening lucky day. Lucky Jeff. The, the, I know, right? <laughs> so lucky. So I'm like, oh, it's, it's out. I, I need it. I need it like yesterday. So I mm-hmm. go to the store. We didn't get it. It's not out. It's delayed. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, it's out for everything else. Well, by everything else, I mean PlayStation 4. <laughs> and I'm like, how do you... And they have the band, the band in a box. And I'm like, well, I'm not fucking paying $250. Oh, fuck that. That's just absurd. 
And I'm like, no. So I go to GameStop, and they're like, yeah, they're, it's delayed till like Friday. And then I was in today picking up my controller, and they just started getting them in today. Wow. It's like over a week after release. Hmm. But the game, I mean, it's Rock Band, it's basic. Right. But half the, half the, because they said the DLC, excluding the Rock Band network songs, which are like user submitted stuff, kind of, but not really. Okay. Like lesser known stuff, like not real bands really post on Rock Band Network, won't transition over. But all the like super like $2 song ones would, including the ones that were removed. Well, I guess they didn't have enough time, so only like half of them are available. Oh, wow. And you can't just... They, they haven't activated anything to actually just hit a button to re-download all of your purchases. And the <laughs> store only recognizes half of the stuff out of half of the stuff. <laughs> wow. And you have to manually go in one by one and download them. That's a So I did do that with 217 songs, which is what, what I had access to out of my 500. Um, so that's kind of a pain. So I ended up going digital because that was the only way to get it besides band in a box and with a guitar. Yeah. Apparently, the band in a box shipped numerous copies without a disc in it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) I guess some of them came with the PlayStation 4 guitar, kind of made that useless. I mean, there was all these problems with this version, but the gameplay is fine. Um, The new track list is pretty shitty. Hmm. You know, I mean, it's it's like I knew half of them. Some of them I knew, but I didn't realize what they were. And then the songs I definitely didn't know just kind of suck. Yeah. And the one thing I hate, and it's because they changed it. So when you're playing like, because I like to play story mode and get it out of the way. Mm-hmm. And that way I can tr- try all the songs out. And then they're logged in like the playlist. Because like when you do like free play or whatever, you can see which songs you've played in the star rankings and like your score. Yeah. So I have a little OCD, so I like to see that, you know, I've played every song that I possibly have. <laughs> and I five-starred it. Like, that's that's my goal. Yeah. Well, because now in Rock Band, when you play the career mode, at the end of a song, when the next song starts, you carry over any star power you had. And you carry over your multiplier bonus. Mm-hmm. So they decided to negate any scores you make in career mode from the play uh, free play mode so it doesn't list them as being played at all and it just pisses me off because I'm like I don't want to replay like half of these songs because they're terrible so if you played it in free play mode it doesn't list that you played it in story mode no 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 if you play it in story mode it doesn't list it as having been played in free play oh okay because story mode story mode plays like an RPG sort of yeah like you can choose either fans or some objects basically And then it alters like your set list a little. Like if you're if you're all about the fans, you get to choose your set list. Yeah. And then it does cool little things like fan requests will pop up. So it'll take away a song you selected and be like, your fans are requesting like these four songs. And as a band you can pick. But I don't have a band, because A, all I have is vocals. Right. And B it's impossible to get that many people together unless you have like huge fans of it want to come over and hang out with you yeah and i don't so so how much if i wanted to go out and purchase the guitar in the game how much is that going to run me 140 
Are you fucking for really? <laughs> yes. For a the fucking guitar plastic like guitar? Seventy dollars. Yep. Fuck. Fuck it. Fuck it. I'm done. <laughs> I don't give a shit. Then that's ridiculous. <laughs> so why do you think I haven't? Well, I, as soon as I saw the prices, I was like, nope. Yeah. The same with that. same with the Lego game. I was like, nope. Yeah. The Lego game's worse. I was yeah. I was reading I was reading about that. Sounds ridiculous. Yeah. But so, the bi- biggest problem with Rock Band Four though is there's no online play. Like period at all. Period. There there's leaderboards that is in ridiculous. the future. <laughs> well, they said it was too cost effective to <laughs> include online. <laughs> and I'm like, a joke. Really? Like you're charging like two hundred fifty dollars for yeah pla- plastic. That set you fucking game pay twenty that, bucks to build. And for anyone curious, the game's file size is six point fifty eight gigabytes. Six point five eight gigabytes. Yes, that's tiny. Trans- Transformers. Seriously, Transformers on the PS4. That 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 two hour. Well, Chris's two hour run and my five hour run <laughs> without finishing. Yeah, was eleven gigs. Yeah. A, so a, trans- a throwaway Transformers game has, has more than Rock Band 4. Wow. That's insane. Yeah. So, like, I want to play it. I want to fucking play it. But I'm not spending 140 bucks to play it. Like, that's ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, if you had, if you had old, old, or if you have old stuff and you bought it on the PlayStation nope. 4, you would just need the disc. Gotcha. Now, I have, I bought a, um, like a headset, you know, like the headphones with the microphone on it. For my PS4, will that work for Rock Band 4 if I bought it to sing? Yes. yes. Okay, so any any headset works for it. I wish I had it at Redbox because I'd like to rent it and sing through and then be done with it. Yeah. But That's what I'm trying to betting, do. But... I'm betting if it doesn't sell well come Black Friday, yeah, discounting the shit out of it. Yeah, exactly. I think, I think Guitar Hero is probably going to just bomb just based on the fact that you have to pay to play the songs that are in the game. I don't get that. Like, I can't... I understand in-game app purchases. Yeah. When you're dropping, you know, 120... Or, I don't remember what it is. Whatever it is for the game, and you don't even have access to the songs that are on it, and then you have to pay for them to play them whenever you want, is just absurd. Yeah, I mean, that is absolutely silly to me. Like, it just doesn't make sense. And and for anyone that's wondering, I got that from the Game Informer article I read on it. So okay, it was a preview they did. I was like, oh, I'll read about it because I didn't think it looked very good from everything. But it's just guitar, so they stripped it all out. Oh, really? And it's yeah. Huh. I don't. I don't even think it has vocals. It's straight up guitar. Oh wow! So, Going old then, school. What else did I do? We went to the movies and we saw. I don't remember. I saw The Martian. It was good. But that might have been a couple weeks ago. Oh, yeah. we went and saw Sicario. Or oh, okay. say it. And it was really good. Is it Cicero? I thought it was Cicero. I don't know, whatever it's called. I, I feel like everybody <laughs> says it differently. It, it's Hitman. How about that? Okay. That That's what it is. It's Spanish for Hitman. Did you like what, it? It was really good. I liked it a lot. Good. It, it's... It, I was going to tweet about this, but slow burn is like the stupidest, most annoying like cheap phrase to use, but I mean, that's what it is. Yeah. It's like a slow burn, but it doesn't feel slow. Mm -hmm. Like say sense eight, but it's very fast moving and things happen 
hmm. and they feel natural and like you're constantly interested in that's not even a word um <laughs> and, and, and on edge <laughs> oh. and uh, you're just constantly on edge because you don't know what's really happening and what's going on and yeah it was good and what i really liked was the i don't want to say sound mixing but it's it's constantly like either quiet or just uh, background noises okay and when there is music it's just like perfectly like synced with everything else Hmm. And it all just feels very natural. And I love really the good di- performances too. Yeah, I love the director, so I really want to see it. I just no way I'll see it in theaters, but uh, when it comes out on Blu-ray, definitely I'll check it out. Yeah, I had. Oh, I got out early from work that day, and it oh. was bargain day. Gotcha. At AMC. It was like five something a ticket. Good and, shit. And then the concession was like twenty dollars, but whatever. Obviously. Yeah. And then I've been reading some Goosebump books. Because now I'm what? All caught up. I know. Goosebumps. Goosebumps. And if you just, haven't already checked out the article, make sure you check it out on Cinefessions.com. Chris listed his top 10 favorite Goosebump books of all time. So make sure you check it out. It's an awesome article and uh, filled with uh, a lot of excellent options. I've actually been reading some on there as well that I'll talk about in just a few minutes. So, yeah. so I just finished the newest one, Night of the Puppet People. Okay. Which... I mean, going in, you have to realize they're they're geared for like eleven year olds. Yeah, exactly. But it was just it's a fun light read, and I mean, it took some like obvious ideas, and you could tell where it was going to go. But then it did something like kind of crazy and out there around page eighty, and I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool and neat. And mm-hmm. I'm really interested, in it and I can't put it down. And I don't know why I keep saying interested with like an extra ed in there like fucking special ed today god damn but um i i guess that sums up my week um i have i have my first hockey game coming up this so that'll be fucking hey we'll talk about that we'll talk about that in the next podcast though which game oh i don't know it's some like minor league thing ah good shit Oh, and oh, and we played trivia last night, and it was a hot mess, and I'm not going to talk about it. Okay. Yeah, but, you sound I mean, pissed on your Twitter feed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's just say I gave like numerous correct answers, and then I gave the final answer correctly, allowing us to win, and we were the only ones that didn't get a free shot in the team. <laughs> Yeah. So I basically, once it happened the second time, I was like, fuck this. I'm done. And we are leaving. Because what's the point? Is it not a team? Because now you have, you have a whole other click within a team. So it's not a team. It's, it's a click. And then people who just get ignored. But you want our answers when we have them. Right. And for the record, they never won a single game. And so I came on with my film knowledge. Boom. Exactly right. Like, one question last night was like, how much did Pulp Fiction gross in the theater? And like, they're like 30,000. Like, <laughs> what? Or maybe it was 300. It was something. And I'm like, no, it has to be like, a, like it was like 100 million. But it's, it's 107 for anyone wondering. Huh. But we got it wrong because they guessed like 92 and it had to be within 10 years. So by like 
we missed it by like two years. Two years? Yeah. Or not years. Okay. Millions, whatever gotcha. it was. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'm wasting that time. Uh, um, um, I've been watching TV shows and American Horror Story started and it's atrocious. So, and it, it's only atrocious because A, Lady Gaga can't act at all. And people who say she is needs to stop licking her twat because that's the only reason you like her. Um, and I thought Sense8 pandered to the gays, but this is worse. I mean, someone takes it in the butt with a drill <laughs> as a strap on. Wow. And then we get to see like the bloody like butt picture of it. And there's constant male nudity and orgies with Lady Gaga, which is kind of gross because, and just constant, just, I, I think one of the lines from last night's two hour long episode. Jeez. Or, yeah. And it's the second episode. The first episode was 90 minutes <laughs> and the second one is two hours. Wow. And it starts at 10. So it starts at 10 PM. It's over at midnight. Holy shit. Like who, watch, who, who can, who can honestly say they would watch a show at 10 PM on a Wednesday night <laughs> right. until midnight. Like wow. that's just crazy. But, um, one of the lines, um, and it happened near the end of the episode and the guy's like, cause it's about vampires mm-hmm. in this hotel. Well, basically what I think is going on, because there, there's maybe been like a hundred lines of dialogue per episode. Yeah. Like there's nothing. It's like a music video, like a bad music video huh. is how, how it runs. And all these characters are intersecting. But basically it seems like all of these bad people, serial killers, druggies, rapers. And that's not even a word either. <laughs> Rapists. <so kinda>, <laughs> <laughs> um, they all end up in this hotel. And now there's a police guy investigating the hotel oh. and these people that are. So it, it's basically Silent Hill ish yeah. inside of a host inside of the Shining Hotel. But it's not really the Shining Hotel, but yeah. it has that same ambiance to it. And um, wait, wait, which Shining Hotel, the Shining miniseries hotel or the actual like one with Stanley Kubrick Shining Hotel? The, the movie. We we don't acknowledge the miniseries. <laughs> and by we, I mean me. Stephen King liked the miniseries better than the movie. Yeah, but Stephen King hasn't written a good book in how long? I mean, Cell was good. I'll, I'll say Cell was his last good book. It was a while ago. Yeah, it was a while. Because, I mean, that sequel to The Shining was terrible. I didn't read it. He basically ripped off his son's book. So, I mean... Which and, book? Um, Nosferatu. Oh. Not only did he rip it off, but he brings in the main villain from Nosferatu and name drops him in the book. <laughs> like, that's how awkward it got. I'm like, no. <laughs> I'm like, I can't believe I actually paid to read this. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so the show's just this, like, hot mess. But anyways, they're in this bed and the guy is like, just because I'm sucking this guy doesn't mean I'm gay. And I'm like, <laughs> this is fucking retarded. Oh, and, that, and that was after they had a fashion show, and Na- Naomi Campbell shows up. What? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it happened. That's fantastic. Yeah, but I have been watching um, Scream Queens, which I love. Yeah. And next week it says it's the bloodiest episode yet. But oh. Some of the dialogue on that is just ridiculously funny. Like the black chick who's from um, Reno Nine One One. She plays like this security guard and they're at the the villain's lair 
it's very scream yeah but like meant to be funny bad scream and she's there with this chick who's dating uh the father of one of the girls and they go into this room and there's like this table she's like "Ooh, it smells like straight up booty in here and the girl like just gives her this weird look and she's like oh it's making my stomach turn if i fart you're not gonna tell anyone are you and i just lost it like it was just the way it's delivered is just perfect Um, but the show's funny and people die every episode so that's all i need right just blood 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 but i think that's it that's two weeks summed up right there in the 90 minute segment excellent all right what about you ash what'd you do since saturday uh let's see watch the sins 8 stuff um Played a lot more Transformers. I've been playing Destiny again. Uh, playing through the Iron Banner shit. Um, I'm actually getting really good at multiplayer, at least in Control. So that's something, at least. Good. Um, let's see what else have I do. A lot of work. Work sucks. <laughs> um, but uh, that's pretty much it. Oh, I've got I've got uh, Last House on the Left is coming, so I can watch that to review. So. Oh, awesome. For my seventies reviews, I have not seen that ever, so that'll be really. I haven't seen. Nope, That's I haven't seen that. Texas Chainsaw's on the list, um, but yeah, I'm, I got two other ones that I have seen that I'm gonna watch and review. But just to get a couple more in there, since right. I forgot to mail my DVD back for Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> I had to go back to two DVDs from Netflix. I couldn't handle just one because it took so damn long. I was just like, "Fuck it, give me two again." It was only well, like extra three I, bucks. I, I get them pretty quick. Like, I get another one back within, like, two days. Yeah. So, it's not bad. It's just I forget to melt them out. Right. Yeah, I, I guess mine's mine's the same length, but it's just felt forever because I was so used. I've been ha- I had two since, like, 2009 when I started the thing or 2010, whatever it was. And so, I just, like, <laughs> just needed to have two again. But awesome. Did either of you play the Star Wars Battlefront beta? Nope. No. I... The minute they said that they are only doing multiplayer, I just I was like, nope. There actually is single player. It's single player missions. Um, so you play it with bots. And I don't know how they are because I didn't play that part of it in the beta. But uh, it's... I thought they said it was only going to have multiplayer. They lied. Yeah, they um, are definitely have... You can definitely do single player missions. Um, you still have to be connected to the internet, though. I think you still have to be "quote unquote" online. Um, That's but weird. there are single player missions that you can play with bots. So there's that. But it's not a story mode, so I'm not like it doesn't really it doesn't have a single player story mode by any stretch. Oh, that, that's what I require. Yeah. So I played the multiplayer, and it just like it's it's cool. The graphics are pretty great, but uh, it's just I played the like six versus six i think it was or eight versus eight whatever the hell it was i'm just terrible like i'm fucking horrible at online shooters and that's all it felt like to me it was just another online shooter um i hear that the big bigger level was a lot better um but i didn't play that one so i don't know but i was just curious if you guys uh, attempted it at all but other than that so what what amazed me most about tony hawk was how much i actually liked it uh, I watched, uh, you know, numerous YouTube videos and read a bunch of reviews on how it was, you know, the worst thing ever. And I thought it was very far from being terrible. I really enjoyed it. Uh, I don't think it's a $60 game. I wouldn't pay 60 bucks for it. But, you know, if it's on sale on Black Friday for 
30 bucks, 20 bucks, I'd probably pick it up just because I, I liked it. And I do want to continue through it. But um, I also read some Goosebump books. Chris is number one and number two on his list. Number one was Ghost Beach and number two was Welcome to Dead House. Um, I actually read Welcome to Dead House first. And uh, just because that was the first Goosebumps book written. And then uh, I read Ghost Beach afterwards. And I think, you know, they're both well written, especially, you know, because their target audience is obviously preteens. But there's still something to enjoy there for a horror fan, I I think. And uh, though both I was I found pretty predictable, like Chris said, I mean, they're written you know, in the early nineties. And so there's, you know, been a lot of things since then. Uh, and I never read these ones when I was younger. I always, I read numerous ones when I was younger. I used to love them. Um, but these two were two that I never happened to read. And, um, I think I liked ghost beach better than welcome to dead house, even though they were both quite good. Um, but I was a little disappointed toward the like latter stages of ghost beach because it went the way I expected it to go as opposed to, you know, doing something different. But I mean, I guess that's just the way it goes. Cause if you're a preteen reading these, you probably don't know all those ghost stories that, you know, somebody like Chris and Ash and I know, you know what I mean? But still fun reads. Um, I'm actually reading through my favorite of the series, night of the living dummy, which I already told Chris, I already mentioned that he, your list is factually inaccurate because not only did you not have night of the living dummy at spot number one, it wasn't even on your top 10 or your honorable mention, which just blows my fucking mind. Cause it's the best damn story out there. Well, well, I have to say there is the first book in the honorable mention series mm-hmm. is actually a slappy book. Oh, welcome to horror land. Well, the goosebumps horror land series. The first one is like, uh, I don't know, Slappy's Nightmare or something like that. Right, 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 right. So Yeah. Um, he's technically in there. Yeah, sort of, kind of. And, and he's in all those books. If you squint really hard, he's... Yeah, sir. yeah. And he's in that whole series. Okay. Um, still unforgivable, but yeah, so I'm reading through that. I'm about halfway through that one now. Um, we'll probably finish that one up. Well, probably not tonight because we'll be going here for a little bit. But um, yeah, I think next I'm going to do uh, the... Whatever the hell one that you said you read, the day of the pup- night of the puppet people. Night of the puppet people. I'll probably do next, uh, just because that was the third one I bought when I bought Ghost Beach and Welcome to Dead House. So I'll probably just do that one, knock those four out, and then I'll try to continue through the um, Night of the Living Dummy series if I decide I want to. If I decide I want to keep going, but they're they're quick reads. Like I don't read much at all, and uh, I want to, but I never end up doing it. And so it, I'm not a very quick reader, um, but. I'm able to get through these ones and, you know, I read Welcome to the Dead House in virtually a day and Ghost Beach in two nights. So, I mean, they don't take very long to read. You could probably, if you sit down for two hours or less, you're going to have the thing read. Um, but I keep, I get distracted so easily by the TV, whether it's the football game. Last night, Bridget was watching Buffy on TV while I was reading. So I kept getting distracted by that. But um, yeah, they're quick reads and they're fun. So I definitely, you know, uh, enjoy those for what they are. Uh, I picked up San Andreas 3D. San Andreas on 3D Blu-ray this past week just because Bridget really wants to see it and uh, so it's just a good excuse to purchase another movie so did you get the steelbook or was the 3D not in the steelbook I didn't even see a steelbook was there a steelbook at Best Buy yes or maybe it was Target one of them had a steelbook well now I'm fucking pissed because I didn't see that see See, well what else is getting a steelbook I know Ant-Man is yeah I'm not buying Ant-Man See, I'll end up getting it. I'm planning on having like all of them. 
That's, I mean, yeah, that's. I haven't problem. seen it yet, though, either. So. Yeah, exactly. That's my problem because I own the entire MCU. I'm probably going to pick it up anyway. Um, if it's cheap enough on on the Steelbook, I'll probably just get it, just because, like you said, I have the whole rest of it. But what else did I do this week? I, th- I mean, really, that's about because we, we, you know, Ash and I. Last time you and I talked, it was Saturday. So I mean, it's not not too many days in between here and then. Um, yeah. and every movie I watched, it, I reviewed, and so. Um, that'll be, you can check the website, uh, then 13 days of Halloween will be starting on the 19th. So make sure you check that out. There's going to be a horror review posted every day. Uh, it, if I get more reviews in, there's actually going to be multiple reviews every day. Like there were, la- like there was last year. So make sure you always check in the website. Um, and we have a couple, I have a, a movie review going live Friday morning, which is tomorrow morning. Uh, and so basically we've had horror reviews the whole month, which is pretty exciting. Um, but really starting on the 19th is when you're going to see that strong focus on horror reviews. So make sure you check that out. It's always a fun time. While we're talking about goosebumps, um, yeah. what was that Christopher Pike book that we like there that we both like? Yeah. Uh, there's a, a more adult novel uh-huh. of his that I absolutely love that scared the crap out of me. Uh, Season of Passage. Uh, it's a Mars exploration sci-fi book. Um, that uh, it it takes place. This guy they they send a tro- troop to Mars after the Russians have been there, and they go to find what happened up, but what happened to the Russians, and they find one guy left alive. Only there shouldn't be anybody left alive, type of thing. Uh, but yeah, it's it's that one's pretty good. I really like that one. He wrote that one, and so. that's by Chris Pike. Yeah. Okay. I've heard good things about Chris Pike because he's very, I mean, he write like he, I, I know he did a whole series that was basically the equivalent of the, of R.L. Stein's Fear Street series. Um, but I've never really read any of them. I actually own a few of them. I have laying around the house. I can actually probably get into one of those next, but I'll definitely check out season of passage. Chain letter and chain letter two are yep, pretty good. That's what I own. Those, both of those. Yeah. yeah. We actually had to stop lending season of passage out to people <laughs> because we never got it back. Oh, really? So <laughs> Yeah. That's funny. Yeah, yeah. My wife's on her eighth or ninth copy, and that's the one we won't give out anymore. Oh. <laughs> How long of a book is it? Uh, hang on, I'm gonna Google it real quick. Da, 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 da. Uh, came out in '92. That's 400 pages. That's not uh, for a sci-fi adult novel. So, it's not too bad. So. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. Excellent. I think that's pretty much sums up my my week. So let's jump into the reason we are here to review episode eight and episode nine of Sense Eight. So episode eight is entitled, We Will All Be Judged by Dot, Dot, and Dot. And this is directed by Dan Glass. All right. So jumping in here, Almanita and Nomi are sitting over the city and they're talking about basically they're just trying to come to terms with the death that they witnessed in the last episode. Um, and Nomi makes mention of, you know, how can this be so, how can this be so beautiful when you've just witnessed something so terrible? And she talks about, you know, sitting in a theater while everyone around her is laughing, but, you know, you just don't get the joke. And then it switches over to Ka, uh, to Kala, who's literally sitting in a theater with everybody laughing and she's crying. Um, and so obvious connection between the two scenes there. Um, and then we have the uh, quick shot of Wolfgang who's in the hospital with his friend who somehow isn't dead. So I was wrong in the last episode. He was not dead, but he should be dead. Exactly. And that's, that's what the, he actually says later on. 
doctors say he should be dead. But uh, Kala goes to the bathroom and we uh, they see Wolfgang. And so then they have, um, you know, they're visiting each other at that point and she finds it, she's his friend and, and so forth. So then we get Daniela. She calls Lido and uh, she says that, you know, she's got everything quote unquote fixed. Um, he asks if she's coming back, but she doesn't answer it. She just says that she's got to go and says, don't worry about it. Everything's, you know, everything's fixed. And Lido says, you know, this is good news, no? And uh, he turns to Hernando, but Hernando clearly doesn't uh, think of it as quite the good news that Lido does. And then we meet up with Caffius, who's uh, going over to his friend's house and basically telling his friend that he can't do this anymore. You know, he's he needs to get out of of working with the brown suit man. But obviously, as the viewer, I was sitting there thinking, obviously, this is not going to end well because you don't just get out of something. You don't just tell him, you know what, I'm going to here's my two weeks notice. You know what I mean? Uh, it's just not how it works. And so I feel like that's just something that's not going to end well. Um, and then we get Sun. Um, she's screwing up on her, her sewing and then the volunteer helps her. Um, and, you know, Sun's like, you know, if you do, if you keep helping me, you're not going to go outside. Uh, you're not going to get your outside privileges. And then and then the, the big bitch from the last episode walks up and tries to, you know, switch clothes again so that she can go outside, but Sun just sticks her leg out and trips her, and she falls on her ass, and I thought it was absolutely hilarious. Um, so, uh, you know, Sun's saving uh, the volunteer, whose name I can't remember, um, so that she can go outside today, and the big bitch has to stay there, and so I love that moment. Um, so, Chris, you texted earlier, and um, your your thought was simply that the director of this episode was terrible or not terrible. I'm putting words in your mouth, but you didn't like the director because he wasn't able to get the actors to do what you felt they should be doing in the opening part of this or the first half of this. Correct. Uh, is it, there, it was literally the first minute okay. that scene as they're looking out was just so off. Like the acting was off. The emotion was off. It, it It's like the best way for me to describe it, I guess is, when you watch Rob Zombie's Halloween 2 and you see that devastation and the acting and all of that of how um, Lori is changed from what had happened. And we don't get that here. We don't get any level of acting. It's just very blah and passe. It's just, it did nothing for me and I didn't believe it for like one instant. They were, it just felt like two people reading lines to me. And I was just like... Whoever this guy is clearly hasn't done this. And obviously he hasn't, judging by IMDb. Right. Chris's, Chris Glass's resume is, is or I'm sorry, Chris Glass, Dan Glass's resume is pretty stellar as a visual supervisor. Like he's a visual effects supervisor. So he does, like, uh, I think the Batman, uh, the Dark Nolan Batman movies were on there. Um, Jesus. The Chris Nolan. Oh my God. The Batman trilogy was on there. Um, uh, a bunch of other ones I can't remember off the top of my head. But uh, clearly that's what he does. Uh, and I think that was very evident in this episode. Um, I the, the one thing I will agree with is that the lines that Nomi said in that opening scene felt like she was reading off a page. But I thought Almanita was fine. Um, she didn't say too much. And I think the scene as a whole was supposed to feel, I forget what the first thing you said was, the first sentence that you said was, but I think the whole thing is supposed to feel odd, off, 
because of the fact that, I mean, she even makes mention of it. You know, she's in a, a moment. The characters are living in a moment that's off because they're looking at something, thinking how beautiful it is, yet they just seen something very horrific minutes earlier, hours earlier, whatever it is. So I think it's almost intentional. Um, but I will give you that. I felt like that there was a line or two where I thought to myself, man, Nomi is not the strongest actor in this series. Um, and I think I f- felt that moment again later on in, in episode nine that we can talk. I mean, I'm not, I won't spend too much time on it, but there's just a couple of lines where it just feels like she's not quite connected to what's, what's actually going on around. Uh, what about you, Ash? What are your thoughts on that? I, it worked for me. Yeah. Um, I, I think it, it probably, because we did actually have a break between them. Mm-hmm. I think if I'd watched, if I had been binging it and watched those back to back, it would have felt a lot more off, but I've had, you know, five or six days between viewing. Right. And there, it, it's like a natural break. I don't know. It just seems like they're further along. And the, the uh, I think the moment, like you said, the moment was supposed to be off. They're not, they're not celebrating or anything. They just, they don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. So that I didn't think that was that bad. That worked for me, but I, I mean, it, it was just okay. I wasn't like, oh my god, this is horrible, or oh my god, this is great. It was just it right. Didn't work. Yeah. Okay. Um. So m- moving along here, we got Wolfgang. Um. He basically tells Kala this this story about how he met his friend. Um. And he met him in detention and that was kind of a, you know, just an odd, funny uh, flashback scene of them meeting um, and how it was appropriate that Kalau was at the movies because him and his friend used to watch movies all the time. You know, he says that his friend loved movies. Um, and then we get son. She's outside in the courtyard and she finds her, uh, the friend who helps her and uh, she's painting a mural of her three sisters on the wall. And she asks son if she misses her family and son says, no, she misses her dog, which I thought was really funny. Um, and very just true to the character. Um, we get another flashback from Wolfgang then, who um, it, it's this flashback of him after he moved from east to west Berlin or something, maybe the opposite. Um, and this gang of kids is trying to beat him up because of that. He said, you know, my dad tells me that your people are causing us millions in, in tax dollars and yada, yada, yada. Um, and so Wolfgang tells his, tells his friend, just, you know, go run away and I'll take care of this. And then he starts getting his ass kicked. And then the friend comes back with a lead pipe and starts beating up the guys. And, um, I loved the Conan moment. That was fantastic. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so yeah, so they're, um, beating him up. And then Wolfgang says that he was not with him by blood, but by something much stronger by choice. I really like that line. I thought that was really cool. And really uh, poignant for the moment. Um, so we get the uh, the big bitch. She's back and she throws red paint on Sun's mural. And the lines there from Sun to the big bitch were just, they were awesome. Uh, I, I don't remember them exactly. Um, but basically it's like, you know, uh, if you were smart, you would shut up, you know, because I don't, I don't want to kick your ass. But it was said, the way they were written was just so perfect. Um, and so then she can, you know, proceeds to kick her ass and then the guards take, you know, break him up and take son and the big bitch away. Um, but I really liked that scene. It was something that, you know, I'd been waiting for for the past two or three episodes because it felt like it was building to it and, uh, it, it delivered pretty well. I enjoyed that. Um, so Chris, is there any moment where that problem with the director crept in again? Um, I don't know the whole it gets a little better towards the end. And I just think that's because the script is better towards mm-hmm. the end. Like it's more, 
these are the things that have to happen. And yeah. this is exactly how they have to play out. So, but I mean, the acting, cause I mean, I watched these back to back, which was a mistake. Cause I, they, they blended together in yeah. my head. I think this one ended with Kalal. I'm like, that acting was pretty good there. That did happen this episode, right? Um, I'm trying to remember. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yes, yes. Okay, yeah. So, so I mean, it, it got a little better, but it wasn't, I wasn't like amazed or, I, I could still tell it was somebody different than what we'd been dealing with. Mm hmm. Um, but I think a, a lesser director wouldn't have been able, or a different director wouldn't have been able to have that chase scene be as, as awesome and fun as it was, though. I thought he did really, really excellently with that chase scene later on in the episode. I mean, where they jumped the smart car. That was fun. <laughs> that was great. Um, so then we get Will and Riley. Um, and clearly there's, you know, they, they have this scene together and it's a very romantic, um, just a romantic scene. And at the end, um, they are at the window and they're, you know, they're slow. They slowly kiss. And then all of a sudden, Will's partner pops in and sees him standing there making out with the air. And I just thought that was fucking hilarious. He's just like standing there. He says, what the fuck are you doing? And uh, Will's just real awkward about it. It was really funny. I really like that. Um, Son is is in solitary confinement at this point. And she brings in, rather, one of her roommates, the old lady roommate, brings in her food. And she says, you know, I saw what you did. or We know what you did for um, Susan. I guess is her name. And uh, she drops off this rolled towel or something that looked like a rolled towel. And she opens it and it turns out it's paintbrushes. So obviously, you know, they're they're very much with her, um, which is yeah, to be expected. Um, and then we find out that the wedding planners are back. And so they're, you know, trying to plan the wedding. And, and son or son, Kalau wants to have the wedding at the Temple of Ganesha, which obviously must be the the the, the statue that she's been praying at is my guess. And then we get Caffius. He's um, he wakes up with a smile on his face because he's smelling his mom's cooking for the first time in a while. And, you know, clearly she's feeling better. And um, he tells her that he's not going to be able to get the medicine that he had been getting anymore because, you know, he decided he doesn't want to do it anymore. And then all of a sudden, um, these these guys break into his house, basically just open the door and they walk in and. You know, he's trying to stand in front of his mom so they don't hurt her. And he says, you know, you know, just tell me what you want. And he's, and they're like, you know what we want. And then it, it switches over to a different scene. And so we get uh, Hernando and Lido. And um, they're meeting Daniela in the middle of the night in some public place. And that's when we find out that she, in order to get the stuff back, you know, get her phone back and, and for him to, for the guy to be silent that she has agreed to marry him and uh, she, you know, Hernando takes her sunglasses off and she has a, a, a bruised eye, a black eye. Uh, and so Hernando clearly wants Lido to jump in and stop it say, you know what? I don't care about my, you know, uh, reputation, yada, yada. It doesn't matter. You know, this is wrong. What's happening is wrong. And Hernando's clearly upset about it, but Lido, he just won't do it. He won't say anything. Um, you know, he's 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 putting his his career before before his love and before their friendship. Um, and so that that's something that clearly affects Hernando, which is obviously something that'll that'll come back to haunt him later in the episode. Um, so thoughts up to this point, Ash. Um, I liked 
I don't know. I, the the Kala stuff was kind of, eh, it just kind of, it, it felt like it was dragging a bit. Yeah. Um, but uh, I, I like the moments uh, with, um, oh God, what's his name? Van Damme. <laughs> I did like the interaction. Yes, Caffius. I like the moment between Caffius and his mom. Mm-hmm. I, I really like that. Um, I, I was, I, at this point, I'm invested in the character, so I was kind of engaged the whole episode. Right. Uh, both, both episodes, even with the slower stuff going on. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I really liked the interaction between him and his mom. You know, it was, it was nice seeing them more on equal footing at this point, mm-hmm. instead of him having to take care of her the whole time, even though she wouldn't be like that without him taking care of her. So. Right. And what about you, Chris? Um, I hate the Hernando Lita, whatever chick's name. I hate that plotline so much. I just, I can't, I can't understand why. Like that's, it's my favorite of the whole set of the whole and, series. And, and just, I just don't it, get it. It keeps getting worse. It keeps getting better. Better's worse. the word you're searching for. Worse. It is like a god awful, like bottom tier of whatever the Spanish shows are. Telenuevo. Yeah. It's like a really terrible one of those. How many of those have you watched in your time? None, but it's really it's like it's really bad. <laughs> 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 it is. It's just terrible. I'm like, oh, this, oh, this plot needs to just end. See, I, I, I'm sorry. No, I, I don't mind it. It's just, it feels at this point, I, it feels like it's going to go one of two ways. Either he's going to grow a backbone, and he's going to go free her and get Hernando back. Or he's just going to be miserable for the rest of the series. Yeah. And, and that's it. And that's pretty much... They've kind of worked him into this kind of corner with that. And that's the only thing I don't like about that. Is like but I think it, it's an important corner to be at. Because it's such an important turning point in that character's life. And the progression of that character. Of what we know of him. And that's why I think it's... I think that's why I think it's drawn to this point. Is because it's so important. And once that decision's made, then things can happen from there. I mean, I'm at the point where I only like two plot lines. So, which two are those? Uh, the Naomi and the Riley plot line. More specifically, <laughs> Riley. Naomi. You like adding syllables tonight? I know. I, what, what's her name? <laughs> Nomi. So she's like a gnome. Okay, I got this. You know me. It, it's like Hermione from Harry Potter. Like I couldn't pronounce that when I was reading the book, oh. so I just called her Hermie. <laughs> <laughs> like the the little elf from Rudolph. Oh God! So she was always Hermie. And then I saw the first movie, and I'm like, Oh, that's how you say it. So you like know me, and what other plotline? Uh, Riley. Okay. Which which that that frankly blows my mind because you've been bitching about how the series is not doing anything, and the one character who's virtually doing nothing until until this la- episode nine, I feel like, has been Riley. Mm-hmm. So that's that. Just, I would agree with that. I mean, I like Riley, but they have done zip with her. Yeah, I'll talk about her more in in a couple minutes. But um, okay, so we meet up. Where are we? Uh, so basically, we find out that with Caffius' storyline, the gang they want Caffius to deliver brown suit guy's daughter, and so he's fighting with his mom saying, you know, basically, so here's this, here's a scenario. If he gives him the daughter, then he's doing the wrong thing because they're going to kill the daughter. If he gives him, if he doesn't give him the daughter, then those guys are going to come back and they're going to kill his mom, if not kill him. 
but the mom is adamant on, you know what you have to do. Like there's only one right way. There's only one right thing to do. And so very clearly his mom, her, you know, wants him not to give the daughter up. Uh, and so it'd be interesting to see what ends up happening there because we haven't figured that out yet. But so then we get um, Riley. She meets up with the old friend. It, it turns out, it, I think it's his name's Sven. And it's the one that her dad mentioned in the last episode. Um, and then we get Will and his partner. They're talking about Nomi. And he, it, Will tells his partner this whole situation about Nomi. They, you know, they have video footage of the the big guy who killed all the people at the end of episode seven. Um, they have video footage of him, how he's, you know, basically drooling into his cup one day and then overnight a package is delivered and, you know, the guy stands up and puts the clothes on and goes on and kills. And so obviously whispers has taken over his body at that point, which, you know, will, will can't know at this time, at this time, but that's what we know. And so, um, Nomi and will start visiting each other. Um, and then, um, basically it's will and Nomi talking to each other, and then his partner and Almanita are kind of like, what the fuck's going on? Because we don't see anything. And obviously, Almanita takes it better because it's Almanita. But, um, and it looks like everything's leading back to the University of Chicago and um, doctor, this Dr. Friedman. And then, all of a sudden, there's a knock on Nomi's door, or, uh, well, it's actually Almanita's mother's door. And it's Dr. Friedman, a.k.a. Whispers. And um, Will immediately recognizes the voice, and he says, you know, that's he points to the picture of of him from the University of Chicago page and says, that's him. He's at the door. And so basically, Nomi needs to escape and uh, Almanita helps her. And then she, the, the tampon thing was, I thought, hilarious. How she- And effective. Grabbed, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. She grabs a tampon and pours like red dye on it and starts flinging it at the cop who's trying to like bust down her door while she's in the bathroom. Just hilarious. I love that. Um, so Nomi gets caught. I, I, I love this scene. Nomi gets caught and, and she just says, you know, somebody help me. Where's, you know, so-and-so and then son hears it and she shows up and will also. So you got, you know, Nomi, son will, and will all there trying to help her escape. And then, you know, Will's telling her, you know, he's going to do this and then he's going to do this, do it now. And so then son like starts beating their asses and she gets away. She takes off on the bike and then she gets in the car somebody guy at a gas station leaves and she's like, I don't know how to drive a car. If she breaks into the car and all of a sudden Caffius appears and he's like, that's fine. Cause I do. And so then they have this awesome chase scene, um, that, that ends as, as the car flips and then it lands on its tires and then he just keeps going and it st- stalls the cops behind him. And I loved his line. He goes, you know, that worked better in the movies. Um, but I just thought that was a fantastic scene and, and one that I think really, uh, is probably a reason that they brought in uh, this director for this episode. But all while all that's going on, Will gets called into the office and he gets suspended. Now, I'm not entirely sure which part got him suspended or what actions got him suspended. Um, but c- apparently they found out he was doing something of the one of the many things he's been doing wrong recently. Um, I and, thought it was using his father's access to get into files that he's not supposed to have access to. Yeah, it probably was. I mean, that's that's an excellent guess. Um, but, but they never specifically said this is why. Um, but yeah, it's it's likely, you know, likely that he's been doing a, a bunch of different things that he shouldn't be doing, I feel like, in the past couple episodes. But all right. So we get Lido and he's in a, he's in a funeral scene and then uh, Hernando shows up at the shoot. Um, and, and in between this, we have Kala. Um, she's 
while she's walking around the temple, she runs into her fiance's dad and he's basically telling her to reconsider. He knows that she doesn't want to marry his son and he wants her to call him and tell him, you know, he can't do it. It's done. You know, she made a mistake, yada, yada, yada. Um, and uh, so uh, before the very end of the episode, so I'll sc- jump back a little bit. We get Lido and Hernando and basically um, – uh, Hernando says that you know he loves him more than anyone, but he can't be with someone who would allow someone else to be hurt to save a career. Um, and then Lita tries blaming uh, Daniela for the whole thing. Um, and, you know, Hernando says he doesn't know what Lito should do. Uh, he just knows that what he needs to do. Um, and I just wrote down, you know, I want him to yell that he loves him and say fuck his career, but it doesn't happen. Um, and Hernando walks out, walks away, and essentially dumping Lito. Yay! Very sad. I'm gonna smack you, <laughs> smack you in the face, <laughs> and then hey, you're gonna ta- call me Daniela when you do it. <laughs> Damn right. Um, and then, and then we get to the very end of the episode, and that's when uh, Kala is talking to her fiance's dad. Um, they're talking. He's telling me, "No, you don't marry my son." And then out of nowhere, he turns, and the, this group of people with things over their head, uh, faces covering half their face just start coming down the stairs and just stab him one at a time as they're walking by and take off. And he f- falls down the flight of stairs. And I thought for sure he was dead too, but apparently people don't die. They just get hurt a lot. Um, and this comes out of fucking nowhere to me. I didn't, ex- I had, where the fuck did this come from? I don't know. And they were building up to it. they uh, they were foreshad- They weren't necessarily foreshadowing it, but you knew some shit was going down behind the scenes, just from conversations she had earlier with some of the the people who were at the uh, shrine. The yeah, temple. I know. I remember what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So, I mean, he- here are my thoughts on on this episode as a whole. Because then, obviously, after he, you know, he falls down the stairs and she's screaming for help, the episode ends, and that's episode eight. Um, so. You know, um, I felt that this episode, the ending was just strange as hell for me, um, but it was still effective, uh, which is, is surprising just because it felt like it was so out of left field, but it still was, was quite effective. Um, so for me here, the real episode, the real story of this episode has to be Hernando dumping Lido. Surprise, surprise. I love them. And I, that's what struck me the most. Um, I, I just I like Hernando as a character way too much to not have him in the show. Um, and the storyline with Nomi was fantastic. It looks um, it looks to me that Nomi is becoming the main character because she's the only one, along with Will, who seems to be actually moving the main story arc forward. Um, Riley continues to do virtually nothing, nothing, which is why I don't think she's the main character at all. Um, she may be the main cog in the wheel, but I don't think that makes her the main character. And, you know, seeing that there's only four episodes left, so it'll be interesting to see how this main arc is progressed from here uh, and how these other characters tie into it, like Riley, Lido, Kala, and Wolfgang. Um, so that was my thoughts on episode eight. Um, Ash, what were your thoughts on episode eight? Absolutely loved the uh, the sequence where Whisper shows up at Amelia's mom's place. Definitely. Uh, the whole escape sequence. If that sequence for me felt like what they've been building up to with all of the you know the visiting and back and forth and it it really illustrates more of what they can do yeah what they're capable of pushed yeah uh and why 
they would be considered so dangerous, mm-hmm. you know, by by people who can't do this. Um, and it just, yeah, the just her grabbing help from all three of them, you know, just the way it happened. And I love when she gets to the car, she's like, I can't drive. And he just, he, she's bumped over and he's like, I can drive. You know, <laughs> that just, I was like, <laughs> beautiful. Uh, love that. Um, uh, the, uh, uh, I did love the sequence with Sun, too. Uh, I knew that was coming. Um, but I did... I, well, I wasn't. I was expecting something to happen when he showed up at the temple. Um, at the end, of the uh, I was not expecting the guy to get stabbed, but I was expecting him to call up the wedding. I completely called that. I'm like, yep. The minute she brought up religion before, and the just the look on her dad, the dad's face, right? It's like, it's like, yeah, he's gonna be like, nope. But uh, so I like this one. I like the episode a lot. Excellent. I agree. And what about you, Chris? Thoughts for episode eight? I loved it. I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, again, the directing was a little. Eh, it was the weakest directing yet. I think it was. No, it was a noticeable decline. That's how I should put it. Um, in quality, um, but there were a couple highlights too. Um, the the escape sequence for Nomi was fun. Until it jumped the shark or smart car, and then I was just like, I don't believe this, because if you've ever been in a smart car, it wouldn't survive anything like that. Um, and then the ending... Yes, because like, Sense8, all that matters is is uh, yes, if it's yes. being realistic or not. Yes, yes exactly. <laughs> <laughs> what I want. Uh, but um, the, the big ending with Kalaf. I was like, oh my god, something happened with her plotline. And then I was like, wait, I don't really care. She's just a throwaway character. She's there to stare at Wolfgang's penis. That is her sole role. You're just a little jealous, that's all. You want to stare at Wolfgang's penis. Not really. (laughs) He's too smooth. And and because I wasn't here last week, that orgy scene, Yes, he remained soft the entire time in that tub, despite everyone boning around him and touching him. (laughs) And I'm like, nope, that ain't real either. I didn't. I <laughs> see. That's why we need you because I didn't notice that. Yeah, I didn't. Either. There was a lot of naked women in the area, though, so that's where my attention went. Well, I, I noticed the guys somewhere. too, but I wasn't really looking at Wolfgang all that much. <laughs> I read somewhere that, like, basically, they want all the characters to be pansexual. Okay, and explain that. What is pansexual? I, I don't know. Basically, they're willing to fuck anything. Okay despite gender or anything. They're not bi. They don't really... None of it really... A gender doesn't really matter. Okay. It's not enough... Anything that's important. It's the connection. Right. Basically. But, um... Yeah, that was it. But... No, I... I, You know, for stuff happening... Because the ending of last week's episode was really good. Mm Mm-hmm. And, again, I wasn't here for that. So, um... It was really good. And then it just fell back to it same old nothing's really happening we have you know one thing in the middle and then something at the end which isn't really related to anything of importance i'm done with like sun she was like my big intrigued character in the beginning but since the whole prison plot line i've just kind of lost interest in her because i just don't care okay I have a response for your nothing happens, but I'm not. I'm going to say it to the end of the next episode. No, no, no. You can't say nothing. No, no, no. That's cheating. Because I have a lot to say about the next episode. 
Okay. That's fine. We'll talk about it at the end of the next episode. <laughs> All right. So, episode nine, Doth, Death rather, Doesn't Let You Say Goodbye, directed by the Wachowskis. All right. So, the opening of this is the um, shot of Iceland again, which I just think is so beautiful. It makes me want to visit Iceland. It's not like bright and, and colorful, but it's just still beautiful. I really want to want to try visiting there at some point in my life. But now this is going to be the same cave that we saw from the opening uh, opening episode of this whole series. Um, Riley is going back there and she wants to I think she's going back to see if she can hear those same voices she heard the first time she went. And um, this lady appears and I thought it was her mom at first, but it's not. Apparently, it's just another uh, another sensate. And. I, it was just strange. I, I don't know why this, I mean, I know why the character appeared, but I don't know. Just so out of left field again for me. Um, okay. So we have, after we meet her, we get um, Lido's drinking at the bar and he's talking about how basically everything's crashing, crashed around him. Um, we talk about having two different lives and the bartender, you know, recognizes him as an actor and says, you know, he has two different lives as well. And, um, I wrote that. I love how well the characters in this are able to pull lines from from Lido's films in, and they they work so well in his reality. I just think that's that's awesome and it's humorous every time it happens. But then the bartender hits on him, says, "You know, I'd like to take you to the to the back bathroom and just do a lot of things to you, yada yada." And uh, Lido's kind of like feeling it a little bit, and then all of a sudden someone walks by and he freaks out. You know, pulls his hand away and says, "You know." I am, you know, he's, he's, I'm not a faggot is what he says. Um, and then he leaves the bar and then, um, we go back to Riley and the woman. And this is, we find out that this is the woman who made Riley believe that she was the one that caused her mother's death. Um, but the woman said that her only, you know, her only intention was to protect her. And, um, then we have this. Uh, flashback of something and it turns out it's um, will as a kid and it's kind of it's a flashback we've seen in the past and um, it's the doctor whispers is doing something to the girl I, th- I can't remember the girl's name but it's I think it's the girl that will was obsessed with um, from a couple episodes back it was in the red folder um, but I for the life of me, I can't remember her name I think it's like Sarah or something like that okay yeah what's weird is the Blind Spot has like a similar kind of plot line going on. Oh, really? It, it, it's just weird too. So I'm like, which <laughs> one am I thinking about? Right. Yeah, I think it's Sarah. Okay. Um, and then Will Will you know wakes up and he finds Jonas in his apartment. Um, and then we find out that Riley, I think she tried killing herself, and the woman somehow intervened and and was able to for the she was part of the reason that she got rescued. Is that is that accurate? Did you guys get that from that? Yes, no, maybe so. Say it again. That Riley tried killing herself, but this lady somehow intervened and was a part of the reason she got rescued. Um, I don't know that she was necessarily trying to kill herself. I think she ended up that way. I think she might have screwed up, and then she realized, oh, this this will you know I can finally be with her type of thing, and then got rescued and was pissed. But hmm. I don't know that I I'm, I'm not necessarily sure that she deliberately did that to herself but it either way she was trying to yeah all right so then jonas is kind of the one who can who gives us the rules of visiting and and things like that and he says something i didn't really catch it all that well uh something that if i watched the episode again i'd probably get 
but it's something along the lines of if you visit, then it just appears as a voice in the head. But if you're just, I, I don't not visiting, doing the other thing, sharing, then it looks like you're talking to yourself or something along those lines. Maybe, maybe flip that. Did you? It, well, basically, if if they're like if he's visiting Jonas and they're at Jonas where Jonas was, Jonas is talking. They can hear him talking. They can hear Jonas talking at least. Okay. But if Jonas is where, uh, what's his face is, um, Gorski is, then, uh, he'll be talking to Jonas, but Jonas isn't talking out loud where he's at. Okay. Well, there you go. At least you got it because it went over my head. That um, way, that way they don't know. They can't hear even half the conversation. Right. So. Right. Uh, the the lady says she said a word. I didn't know. I don't know if I ca- caught it entirely because of her accent and everything. But I think she said like sense sensidium or something sensidium, and it's a it's a something that connects all of the sense eights. Uh, I don't know. It was strange, and it's weird that we're just learning about this now, and that it was only said once. Because I feel like it's pretty important. But the word was only said one time, and it kind of just was a throwaway. I don't know. It was really strange. Um, so then we get. Basically, the important part of this is when we get Will and Riley together. Um, Jonas is talking to Will. Riley can't see Jonas. Jonas can't see Riley. And the lady's talking to Riley. Will can't see the lady. And the lady can't see Will or Jonas. Um, And Riley asks when his birthday is. And it turns out it's August 8th, which is her birthday as well. And then the lady finds out that Jonas is there and she freaks out and like pull Riley back in, tells her that she needs to leave, leave being with them. And then um, throughout this whole thing, Jonas is talking about how like the love between the people between sense eight is so pure and, and incredible. And the, basically the lady's the opposite. Um, so it's a bad thing. And the lady says that if Jonas knows where they are, then it won't be long before whispers catches them. Um, and she warns Riley that she needs to stay away from Will and Jonas. And then she says that she's on her own, and then the lady leaves, and we don't see her again. Uh, what, okay, what are, you, what are your thoughts on on the episode up to this point, guys? Uh, uh, Chris, we'll start with you. Um, it's fascinating so far. Like, it, it's things are actually happening, and I really I liked all the scenes that happened in Iceland. Mm-hmm. I like Riley's character. Okay, but I, I'm intrigued. This is something that should have happened like five episodes ago. Okay. And what about you, Ash? Um, yeah, no, I like what what they're doing with it. Um, I, I think the lady, I think she has a she has a point. Maybe we can't trust Jonas, but mm-hmm. on the other hand, um, they would be going to rather extreme the lengths to uh, give him that kind of cover. Uh, I, I think at this point. Jonas is not working for them anymore type of thing. Right. Um, but both Diana and I disagreed on her stance on people within their circles uh, or their groups being in love, um, that it was narcissistic and all that other crap. It's yeah. like, no, that doesn't sound right. I think, yeah, they're very, they're, they're not the same people. Each one of them is very different. Just because mm-hmm. they can look at each other and kind of fall in love doesn't mean that it's narcissism. Right. So it's they're seeing each other and connecting, and it's interesting, and it's not uh, – I think she's off base, but mm-hmm. what do I know? 
cool. Um, so kind of going quickly through the next couple scenes here, we get Wolfgang, he gets threatened by his uncle at the hospital. His uncle obviously knows that he stole the diamonds, um, and says basically may, don't make me choose between you and my son because you know, he's going to choose his son. And then we get Kala, uh, Kala, she's being questioned by the police and the fiance backs is backing her up. Um, and he doesn't blame her at all. Then we get Hernando. Um, he's at, at the art museum and he's, he's having a flashback of when him and Hernando were there. I'm sorry, we get Lido sitting at the art museum and he's having a flashback of when him and Hernando were there. Um, and then we get Nomi in her apartment. Um, it's still all torn torn up. And then Lido and, and Nomi share a scene together. They, you know, they start visiting each other. And the reason they're visiting each other, I think, is just because they're both missing their significant others. So that's what they're sharing at this time. And then uh, Lido tells a story of, of the painter who painted the picture that's in front of him. And the, um, you know, the, the painter tells, or he, Hernando has told him this story about how the painter said the day his wife died was the worst day of his life because he realized too late that the best thing about his life was his love for her. And so obviously relating to what Lido is feeling right now. Um, and in between here, we have son back in prison um, and her father comes to visit and she looks, she looked as shocked to see him as I, as I looked, I'm sure. Um, and he says that he hasn't slept since she got there. And she says that she's never slept so well, which I thought was really funny. Um, and then he admits that he isn't a good person and that her mother made him a better person, which is obviously linking to the scene that uh, they just had with, with Lido and, and Nomi. And he says that his company, his wealth and his reputation is meaningless without his daughter and sons in tears as he says, um, you know, I'm going to tell the truth. And so that's a pretty big development that I thought was very interesting. And I'm, I'm, I'm very intrigued to see where it goes from here. Uh, then we get Lido and um, talking again about how Hernando brought him there on their first date. And he says that Hernando could talk about football, about wrestling, about paintings with such a passion that Lido just loved. Um, and he talked about how their first kiss was in the bathroom. Um, and he says it was a religious, a religious experience. He went to his knees and he took his... And he, what did he say? He took him in his mouth like he was taking Holy Communion. <laughs> oh, I thought that was, I thought that was humorous. I'd like that one. Chris, I know you, you quoted that on, on Twitter. What were your thoughts there? It's a terrible line. It's like, Bill <laughs> James is writing 50 Shades of Senses. Oh. And uh, I was like, oh, because that's exactly how 50 Shades of Grey is written. Yeah. Like, just atrocious. Like amateur smut writing. I didn't hate it. Yes, but you're in love with Leto. Yeah, I am. I think true. if you could have sex with Leto, you would. <laughs> Beyond a shadow of a doubt. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's some awesome lines here, though, I thought from Nomi. Um, oh, God, yes. She says, the first one I wrote down was, um, at a certain point, I realized that there's a big difference between what we work for and what we live for. I loved that. I thought that was just perfect. Um, and then she, she has this, talks about this flashback of being burned in, in the shower as a kid by a group of other kids. And Lido has this wonderfully em emotional response calling them monsters. Um, and then there's another line, um, from her, the violence I realized was too unforgivable was the violence we do to ourselves when we're too afraid to be what we are. Um, just, I love those. I love those lines from Nomi. I thought they were, they were perfect and they were actually really well delivered too. So I, I was really happy with that scene. I loved it. That yeah, that scene was really well done. Mm -hmm. And unlike 
Scream TV series, the actors can actually cry and, and emote. And right. They were in the- <laughs> um, So this next scene, it, it struck me. And, and the way it struck me is what was so odd about it. So Kala's fiance says, you know, my mom wants to see you. Will you go see her? And she says, yeah. Um, and so that's when I found out the dad isn't dead. And I wrote down, what the hell? How is the dad not dead? But the mom asks her, he tells, she tells her, her this story about how when she was younger, you know, she was always, you know, a religious person. But then she married him and he wouldn't have it. And she talks about how he's a good man. He's, you know, he helps people, yada, you know, so on and so forth. And so simply, the mother asks Kala if she'll pray in front of their God with, with her. Um, I, I don't know why. But it it almost got me emotional. Like I wasn't crying, but it, it was. I felt very emotional for him from it. I think it was just. It was so sweet. It was so genuine. It was so um, simple, and it almost. It just almost felt desperate. Also, and that, that's what was so sad about it. And I just thought it was beautifully acted. I hope the the mothers in that in it more because I thought she was wonderful in that in that short scene that she had. Did that strike you guys at all, or was it just me? Just you. Thank you, Chris. No, it was was interesting. Um, uh, So it was just you. (laughs) No, I I, I, I thought it was, the thing I thought it was interesting about it, it was, she was, she was taking the time to, to pray for him and everything. Mm -hmm. It reminded me of a few TV shows from a few years ago, actually, where they were dealing with, you know, I'm not religious, don't pray over me type of thing. Oh. Actually, um, some I, in the back of my mind, I was wondering: Is the dad going to be absolutely pissed that they're doing this? Right. Um, but it, no, it was it was interesting. It didn't. I. I it didn't move me as much as the the Nomi and uh, and Lido scene did. Yeah. Okay. I think I was. I think I was I was I was still very emotional from that scene, and so it just carried over. And then the way it was done, I thought it just it added upon it built upon it so um, is your cycle in like heavy flow right now or are you all right <laughs> <laughs> oh you're such an asshole <laughs> all right so uh moving ahead you know men do go through a monthly cycle all right mm-hmm. i want mm-hmm. you to know so who knows maybe it was i just watched this a few hours ago so maybe i'm still feeling emotional and <laughs> god damn it heart a little too much <laughs> but anyway we get now this next scene was shocking to me and that's putting it mildly riley is at the cemetery and she's you know, she's saying like talking to this this uh, gravestone and i assumed it was her mother's gravestone is that what you guys thought or or no that's what um, i thought yeah that's what i thought yeah Good. i wasn't alone and then she bends down and it's somebody named magnus born 1985 died 2008 i'm like who the fuck is that a, a brother who is that and then we find out later, obviously, I thought it was a boyfriend, but no, it's, it was her husband. Um, and then she looks down again, and I have goosebumps right now just talking about it. And, and it's it's a another tomb, uh, another gravestone that says, born 2008, died 2008. So it's a baby. And so not only was, was Riley married, but she had a child? Is that what you got from it as well? Yes. Yeah. Okay, good. Like, I don't... that. That was such a swerve to me. I did not expect that at all. 
Uh, what were your thoughts on that reveal, Ash? Um, I was kind of stunned. Yeah. Um, I'm glad I wasn't alone. Was, yeah, I was not expecting that at all. Um, and I was expecting something sad to come out of the cemetery bit, uh, mm-hmm. just, just from the lead up between her and uh, her friend there, her dad's right. friend. But yeah, no, I wasn't expecting that at all. It kind of out of left field. What about you, Chris? Um, I, I didn't. I, it wasn't like I had anything to expect. Like I said, I thought it was the mother yeah. at first, and then I mean, I don't know. I didn't really, I didn't really put too much into it. Okay. The fact that the info we got. Gotcha. I thought maybe you would have just because you liked her so much. I do. But now, is there a flashback coming up involving a horse in a school? That that would happen right here. Okay. Because weirdly enough, this week on American Horror Story, <laughs> Lady Gaga rides a horse into a disco. <laughs> wow. So I was part of me was like, was hallucinating that this really <laughs> happened in like both shows. Cause like that's a weird thing to happen in one. Mm-hmm. But then it happens in two. And I was just like what? <laughs> yeah, and Riley has uh, she's a brunette in the flashback too, which I liked. This looks so different as a brunette than she does with her with her white hair. It's crazy. I think I like her as a brunette. I do too. I'm a big brunette fan, so I would agree. So the next what we have next. Uh, so Caffius is in his bus, and then Riley visits, and she's clearly upset. Um, and that's when we find out it was her husband, and she she couldn't even go to the funeral. She says that, you know, she couldn't say goodbye because she loved him too much. And then it turns out that Caffius had a little sister and he had to, in order for her to survive, his mother was forced to give her up to a um, uh, a home, like a, a children's home. And he's never seen her since. I just like, this was the saddest episode ever to me, but I was still holding it together. All right, I was oh, oh, I know what I know what's coming. I wasn't crying. I know anything. what's coming. You All were right? crying by the end of this episode. You were in tears, screaming at the TV. So the next scene, we get Nomi <laughs> and Almanita. They're eating cookies in bed. Um and and Nomi mm. says that um they're not going to look for her there, which I was thinking to myself, why would they go there? Like obviously wouldn't that be the first place they looked? But we find out that she boloed herself, so BOL be on the lookout. Um as last scene getting on a plane to Australia. So that's why they're not going to look there for a while. And then we go into the final scene of episode nine. Lido. Okay, so I want to say I loved this episode. Yeah. Until this point. Oh, God. Oh, now see, I loved the. Okay. Uh, even even though I was. No, I see, I loved the, the Lido scene here coming up. Man, it was. Preach it. Yeah. Preach it. So we get Lido. He's crying. You know, he's eating his Ben and Jerry's ice cream at his empty apartment. Uh, with this incredible version of Knocking on Heaven's Door playing in the background. Oh, I hated it. I hated the version. I was like, oh, this is awful. What about you, awful. Ash? Did you like it? Did you hate no, it? No, I love that. I love that God, version of it. Damn it. God. Last week was a much better episode. I didn't have to justify everything. <laughs> <laughs> Ash, just, Ash just got it. You just don't get it, Chris. <laughs> you don't get it. God, you two need to just start making out already. Just do it. God. <laughs> oh man! So Lido's trying to get a hold of Hernando, but he just keeps getting the voicemail, and you know he's just incredibly drunk. He's clearly like vomited on himself. He's he mm-hmm. keeps drinking his margaritas out of his blender, um, and and there's they keep showing that gun. So it looks like he's he might try to commit suicide, um, but 
he can't even get the water to run in his hot tub. And I, that was so, there was something so like powerful about that. Like he's like, Lito, I can't get, or, or Hernando, the, the water won't work. And he's just breaking down at the fact that he can't get the water to work. And, and he, I mean, I was in tears. <laughs> I, I was, I was bawling. I'm like, the water won't even turn on. Well, no, I see. I wasn't in tears. I was, I was kind of heartbroken. Let it out, Ash. Let my ass fall. <laughs> God. Uh, Picks up the gun and he pulls the trigger. Okay, that had me worried because I was like, oh, no. I genuinely thought we were about to lose Lido and I would have probably vomited it because I was so upset. But. Fortunately, it was a, a lighter and the episode ends as he's telling him, you know, it, it's a fake, like I'm a fake and you know everything about me is a fake. And then the episode ends. The, the only part of that Ooh. whole bit that I like was the fact that he had one sock on the entire <laughs> yeah. time. One, one sock and one, and one sandal. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. God, I don't. That was Lido is an excellent. Whether you like him or not, Chris. The character can't. Can you not admit that Lito was an excellent actor? The the actor playing Lito. Yeah, I don't know the character. I don't know his name, but yeah, the the actor playing Lito is excellent. He's okay. I don't think he's the strongest one on the show. I don't think it has anyone that's like stand out. I was silent there because I fainted. And I had to pick myself back. Up. <laughs> <laughs> I just I can't even imagine anyone doing better that scene better. God. So I'll I'll go. I'll go through my thoughts. No, uh, we'll start with we'll start with you, Ash. What were your thoughts on episode nine? Um, it wasn't as action packed as the other one, but it was just as strong. I think as the previous episode, just because they nail us with so much, uh, not just character development, but you know, we get more verification of what's going on and how the sensates work and right and, and stuff like that and kind of what's going on behind the scenes and that obviously at some point some of the sensates were helping with her capture others and so on and so forth and whether or not she's telling the truth to Riley or if you know I because I was thinking that maybe she was actually the one doing it and hmm. and, uh, and uh, oh god what's his name Jonas uh, was you know I thought maybe she was lying and they were flipped but we might we may never know this season so yeah that's i I don't know if jonas is a good guy or a bad guy i didn't know from the first episode i still don't know i can't tell what he is and i I, it's probably not as black and white as that like i just i don't know what he's doing yet so it's interesting to find out and what about you chris what were your thoughts on episode nine this is outside of the last like four minutes it (sighs) is the only episode since the first episode that i've actually enjoyed watching it Wow. High praise. I know. And so traditionally speaking, so little happened in this episode. What made it your favorite? One of your favorites? I mean, well, it's a, it's a very Riley centric episode. Okay. But this is all the information we should have been getting episodes ago past the character building and all of that. All of that is finally what I wanted because frankly, I don't care about half the characters. So, okay. I mean, it, yeah, I mean, and some of them are okay. I'm more invested in a few others. Even like Riley just gets thrown away, and we had that awful drug plotline thing going, and that could have just been cut out. And this could have just 
been put right in there without really missing a beat. And I realize they're trying to sync all the emotions up and yeah. all of that, and I, I don't really buy that. I think the the drug plot line is what brought her to this point, though. They she would have never gone back home. They could have finagled a few little things and didn't have that. See, what I think is going on, uh, both, both Diana and I think this, is uh, Riley's father is actually dying, and that was why he was so desperate for her to come home, but he didn't want to tell her that. Mm. Um, so they could have very easily gotten Riley to come home without the drug plot line, if that is indeed the fact. Yeah, but I like the drug plot line. I don't want, I don't want, like, it was interesting to me. I don't want to see that gone, you know? Well, I, I, I liked it. it. It was okay. It just did. There were other ways they could have done it. So. Yeah. But again, this was just information that we could have had episodes ago. Yeah. That would have made me more interested in what was going on. Because I, I like the scenes where everyone's kind of coming together as like one person. Mm-hmm. But we don't really get a lot of those. No. And we get a lot of heart to heart. And I don't buy a single romance that is happening. God. Except for maybe the Riley and cop. Of dude. course. I, I love my Riley, whatever. God. But you don't you don't buy Nomi and Amanita? Well they're they're not a sense eight couple. I just Oh, okay, you meant couple. the sense eight couples. Oh, okay. Yeah. You don't buy Wolfgang and Kala? No, not at all. <laughs> That's <laughs> that is the most buy. ridiculous plot line. Her entire she should she shouldn't even exist as a character. Like they could kill her off and no one would notice. Like what is her skill? Like, everyone else has kind of a skill. She prays really, really well, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> she knows her weight in bananas. Yeah. You're just Ooh. not paying attention, obviously. Okay. I, I, yeah. Okay, well, what is Riley's skill? What does she bring to it? I don't know, but she's the cog. She's obviously <laughs> the central cog, and she has the strongest ability out of all of them to be it's connected. It's not as obvious to me anymore, though. I don't know. So here are my thoughts. So uh, the emotion, you know, it, it was it was piled on pretty heavily during this episode. That's for damn sure. But we found out a lot of uh, a few crucial details about the characters. But the con- the series continues to stay about the human element of these sensates instead of building to something bigger. But here's here's what I realized in this episode. I don't care. Like, I love these characters. I love spending time with these characters. And if the series doesn't get any bigger than what it is right now, I don't care. I'm perfectly fine with that. Because there's enough interesting things going on here that just focusing on this human element is enough for me. I didn't expect this type of series um, coming in, but I'm fine. I didn't expect this type of episode, especially after episode eight uh, was so action-packed and seemed to focus on that larger picture. Um, but this one was all about emotion. It was all about the characters, about character development. And it it just made me realize that that's enough. That's what I like about this show. I understand that it, love. It, it, it... Preach it. Preach it, my friend. Preach it. <laughs> <laughs> all you need is Leto and Daniela and Hernando love. And that's all you need out of life, really. But... Except for me. <laughs> obviously. Um, yeah, so I don't, I just, I love the series and I have enjoyed every episode so far. This last one really got to me. Uh, I, uh, and you know, it was just so powerful in so many different areas. I really enjoyed it, but 
where does it go from here? There are three episodes left, right? Yeah, 10, episode 10 and 11, which we're going to redo next week. And then episode 12, the finale, which will be in two weeks. Uh, where does it go from here? I don't know, but I feel like uh, it's going to be fun to find out. So any other final thoughts on episode eight or nine or Chris, any other thoughts about episode six, seven that you maybe not didn't touch on at all? No, they were kind of throw away for me. Okay. Figured as much. All right. So I guess that is that then. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, uh, everyone, make sure you check out uh, com. Check out the website. Uh, we have the 19 days of Halloween. Jesus. The 13 days of Halloween <laughs> starting on the 19th through the 31st, where you can find a horror review every day of the week. I actually have a review going live on another website. Um, it's a Tales from the Crypt review that I still have to watch and review. Um, but that one I need to get done this weekend. And uh, <laughs> I, I kept forgetting about it, but I uh, joined up with this uh, Tales from the Crypt blogathon um, last maybe a month ago or two months ago. And it's on the uh, channel Superhero. You can just Google channel Superhero and it'll pop up on that website, which is run by Bubba Wheat on Twitter. So definitely check that out if you're interested in Tales from the Crypt episodes. We are planning on reviewing Ash versus Evil Dead starting in about three weeks. I don't know what our podcast schedule is going to look like once we get there because that episode airs Sunday night. So if we're recording Thursday and the episodes are going live Sunday, that means we're going to be a week behind every week. So I don't know what we're actually going to do for that series. Um, and My, have, my schedule so, changes. Oh, and your schedule changes? I mean, who knows what the fuck I we're going to do. I mean, literally, I can't do it at night. Because <laughs> you have to be at work at 2 a.m. That's <laughs> going to be difficult because I can't do it in the morning because I have a nine to five job. So, huh. so I have to do it on weekends, maybe, yeah. possibly. Or maybe. In your nine to five. I mean, I could take like a nap and then wake up. We'll just have to figure it out. We'll figure it out. I mean, out. I'll have days off. Yeah. Right. I mean, if, if I'm off like the next day, it's fine. Yeah, exactly. So. But what a pain in the ass that's going to be. Um, but hopefully, hopefully the Ash versus Evil Dead series can actually happen. Um, but honestly, I'm just a little concerned about it because of scheduling conflicts and, 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 you know, other conflicts that we've been talking about off air. So we'll figure it out, but that's what the planned next series is. So yeah, thank you guys for joining me tonight, Chris. It was quote unquote, great to have you back. <laughs> um, God, you really um, <laughs> missed you, I think. Uh, uh -huh, yeah, uh -huh. so yeah, I guess that's that. Thank you everybody for listening and we will catch you next time. Yeah.